Please, read from sheets. I am. I am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Hello and welcome to this special Christmas edition of the Sofa King podcast. Uh, this is being released after Christmas. Yes. So you've already got your gifts. Yes. And uh, your shitty stockings mm-hmm. with all your shitty stuff in them. You don't know what they buys. got. You dollar stuff usually. <laughs> somebody had an awesome stocking. Who's that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Statistically speaking, somebody listening is like, he's wrong. I have an awesome stocking. I made some sweet stockings. There's probably kids that get like iPad <clears throat> minis. That's their stocking stuffer. That's bullshit. I bet it happens. So. It does. But yeah. they're probably not listening to our show. Yep. I do. Um, only Santa brings the stockings at my house. Uh, he doesn't get credit for the big gifts. That was confusing for That's me. That's a good call. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking anti-Semite. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, though, like you did all the work all year. You know what I mean? You had to deal with your fucking kids being little assholes. So if you're going to get them gifts, they should be from you, not some guy that, that's you know, imaginary. When I was a kid, Santa always brought pajamas. Really? Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's hmm. good. Like, I guess. Period. And My he grandma. Does, he, does, he does know when you're sleeping. That's right. His special creep. pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking creep. <laughs> he sees you when you when yeah. you're sleeping. Knows He's like sting. Yeah. Yep. Every breath you take. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, what'd you get for Christmas? Uh, bronchitis. Yes. That's so the if best. I, if I sound raspy or have a coughing fit, I do apologize. It just gives you a cool, like, tone look voice. You sound no, cool. Yeah. And we got some new bottles of whiskey. Yeah, there's whiskey everywhere in here. Mm-hmm. A tone look voice? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Right. Funky Comadina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funky Comadina. That weird, like, wah, 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 wah. That thing. Sheila was a man. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, man. I thought I'd go a little deeper in the catalog. <laughs> <laughs> So Christmas, yes, everybody um, knows Christmas. Everybody's well, not I guess everybody doesn't celebrate Christmas, but uh, I'm on the ends of not celebrating Christmas anymore. <laughs> the after. funny thing is about Christmas is that almost everyone I know, like closely members of my family, we aren't Christian. Right, half mm-hmm. of us are atheists. However, mm-hmm. every Christmas we still celebrate Christmas. Yeah, you, you want some presents, food. It, well, it's a time for um, a lot of people. Even and you get together. Not, like yeah, the whole family. it's a family family thing and the spirit of the holidays. You know, it's jo- I, I walk around singing Christmas music. I had Were you Christmas just going to say it's jolly? On. You were going to say yeah, it's jolly. jolly time. It is jolly, jolly old time. That's the only time you get to use that word. <clears throat> Why? Jolly. I, I wore, I wore uh, uh, my daughters last year bought me a, um, it's a Santa Claus ho, 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 jolly Christmas shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's the present my young daughter bought me. I wore it for a night shirt all year long. So I was celebrating <laughs> I was, Christmas all year. I was picturing a giant footed onesie. <clears throat> that would be awesome. I have one of those too. With, a poop, with a poop shoot on the back that has two buttons that you have to undo. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. With Donald's or Donald's hat. Yeah. yeah. So, so people have wanted us to talk about Christmas. And we, um, 
I think it's a good idea to release the Christmas episode a week late because usually when we do an episode about stuff, people talk to us and say, man, you fucking ruined that thing for me. So we didn't want to ruin, Christmas. we didn't want to ruin Christmas just for, for next year. You might, you might forget. Yeah. You'll probably forget a yeah. lot of it, but I was looking and I'm, I'm, I mean, and actually I was having a conversation yesterday. Um, and someone was saying, I don't know, um, why, they were like, I, you know, you you guys are going to talk about like a lot of the truths and the histories of like what what's really behind Christmas. And I was like, yeah. And he said, it seems like everybody knows that. He was hmm. like, everybody knows like that it was pagan and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't think everybody does know that. I, I think, think it's the opposite. I, I think didn't. people think that the whole Santa Claus thing is the problem. But what actually happens is they're like, it's really about Jesus. Right. And then when you dig into it, it's, it's not even about to do that. With Jesus. No. But the thing is, and then I was curious. And Fuck I wanted Jesus. to see some stats on how many people actually believe in the the Christmas as it's portrayed, the born in a manger, the angels and all that shit. Um, and <laughs> according to a Pew survey, we're, we're, we're going to offend people this episode. Yeah. If you're if you're religious, um, born in a manger, angels and shit. Yeah, right. if you, be prepared to be offended if you're a Christian. Yeah, and if you if you have kids that for some reason listen to the show, they probably don't want to listen to yeah, this. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. But 73% of Americans say that they believe Jesus was born to a virgin. 74% say they believe Jesus's birth was announced to the shepherds by an angel. And among American Protestants, 91% say they think he was born to a virgin and 90% think he was announced by shepherds and angels. 78% of women say they believe in the virgin birth. 65% of all respondents to the survey said they believe all elements of the Christmas story are factually true. And 31% of Americans thought the Bible was the actual word of God to be taken literally. How many percent? 31%. Oh, fuck. Which is problematic because even in today's episode, as we're going to see, the Bible itself fucking contradicts itself on when Jesus was born. So if the Bible is law passed down from God, like he just threw in, uh, it's either this one or this one. Yeah, or it was misinterpreted. Or it was misinterpreted. Which but you're however, reading, you're reading a misinterpreted Bible right, anyway. Right. I mean, it's the King James version, yes. which King James changed. But even before that, the church had multiple councils that edited out parts and made the Bible be what they want yep. the Bible to be. But meanwhile, only 61% of Americans think climate change is happening. So 73% think Jesus was born to a fucking virgin and 61% think climate change is happening. Hmm. And these numbers are consistent. I looked at a couple of different numbers. There was one from 2012, one from 2013, multiple groups. These stats are about average. So most Americans do believe that this, the Christian Santa Claus myth, is real. the whole thing, yeah, Santa Claus is real. <laughs> um, so when you look into the background of Christmas, it gets a little bit surprising because it has virtually nothing to do with, with <laughs> And I'll, Jesus. I'll tell you kind of my, I never really dug into Christmas um, as far as like the background of it. I, I, I figured, you know, Santa Claus was a, a separate thing to the religion aspect of it. Right. Um, but as I got into it, it was kind of, it was kind of creepy. Um, but I, I really thought that Santa Claus was a draw to kind of um, coerce kids into believing in something that's not really real, like a mythical being. I, I'm more related to like the uh, disciplinary thing. Like it's like that, if you're good, too. you get presents, like yeah, a reward that system. Too, but yeah. I related that to heaven. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're good, you get to go to heaven. If you're like, we called it the, the um, you know, Santa Claus is the kid's God. Right. 
That's been right. my thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah, the Santa Claus theory. We have a we have a whole book on it. If you guys want to read it, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and um, one dollar on Kindle. But no, that weird. that's kind of like where I came from. Like I thought, like, oh well, you teach you teach children at a young age to believe in like a mythical person that's magical can come down the chimney, who knows who's always watching you. He's kind of omnipotent, you know, where he can see everything. And, and he watches all year long and then he rewards you in the end, right. you know, um, and then you grow into an adult, you realize that's not real. And then you move into a faith, you know, you have faith in a God and, and you get rewarded in the end, but the end isn't the year, it's your life. So I kind of thought that's the way that it went. Uh, and why kind of Santa like Claus a, a was created. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and you know, so like, it's almost like a kid's religion, you know, like, um, basics. But then when we crack open what, where it came from. I was way wrong. Right. Like that's not what it was at all. Do you so. guys? Because I always struggle with this. Do you think that it's harmful to lie to your kids about it? No. Or is it no? Because if you weren't lying to your kids about that, you're lying to them about something else. Well, I mean, the whole tooth fairy, Santa Claus, the whole thing. Like you tell them this and tell them this, and then they find out you've been lying to them for years. Do they question other things that you told them? Then are they less likely to have the like, reason? The reason I don't think so. To be honest, my remembrance of making these discoveries was like when I finally told my mom this she i could just see on her face that she looked relieved right i'm like the, the way she spun it and maybe this was just her take was like finally like i don't have to lie i can to you. tell you the truth <laughs> that everyone else has been lying to you about yeah, it's like right it's well, such a pervasive lie that i don't think that it's not like all the neighbors didn't hear that so I you're the asshole i think the kid is going to think this is a societal lie right you know i can't think back uh, to a time where i thought Santa Claus was real. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you, you, I think the fun is to pretend that he's real. Like, you know, as a kid, like you pretend that Santa's going to bring, oh, gifts, it was like but you really magical, know, dude, I, you I really remember, know it's that it's your parents. I know I had like a nostalgic childhood of like, damn, like I would like, I have memories of like Trying bells. Like, I don't know if like my dad tricked me and like jingled bells well, my, and I'm seeing planes in the sky and thinking maybe that's his sleigh. Like, yeah. And, and my daughters are kind of the same way. Like the, you know, they'll be, Oh, um, they were with their mom and you know, Santa supposedly came and Oh, well John heard Santa Claus and he right. got a picture of him, you know? And like, they're really into it. But I think my oldest daughter knows it, that it's not real. My oldest I daughter think has she likes anxiety to, about it. So that's I how I know she, she still believes. She had, yeah. she had like a panic attack on Christmas Eve <laughs> because <laughs> she couldn't go to sleep. And I don't know if it's the anticipation. Santa's not going to come. The yeah. anticipation well, of sure like it is. the gifts yeah. it's or if Day, it's like yeah. some fat creepy guy is going to sneak in our house and walk it, around. It's the same thing. Like you're going to take your kids to Disneyland and they know they're not going the to sleep day, the yeah. night before. No. Like they're, they're so excited about going. Not, so I have clear, like super nostalgic, super fond memories of, of my childhood of Christmas and it being like this magic thing, dude. Like, and that's the last time you feel like anything is yeah. magic like that, yeah. you know? And then and I remember I, my, my mom messed it up for but me. But are though. you mad? Are you mad at her? Does she lie no, to you? No, I don't have any negative feelings. So like, there you go. I mean, I mean, that's this. I think yeah. that's the same way as. Every that's why I wanted feels. to ask you guys because no, I know again, how I feel. I, I think it's because everybody gets the same lie. So yeah. I think when the kids figure it out, it's now also this game of, oh, shit, which of my friends know and who doesn't? And then they instantly and then become you have, complicit in the lie themselves yeah. because they don't. I mean, when I was a kid, I figured it out earlier than than most kids, but I kind of had to bear the secret because I didn't want to spoil it for other kids. Right. And so you instantly and especially if you have like a younger brother or sister, right. as soon as 
as you discover the truth, you are instantly part of the conspiracy mm-hmm. and you have to uphold the lie for yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. Like it's just And so strange. you start making up stuff, you it's know, such like, a fucking weird yeah. thing. It's well, so and then you weird. have that asshole kid that's always at school trying to tell everybody that Santa's not real. Right. You know? Right. So I remember a little bit of that at school, yeah. but I wasn't in a third grade. My, my third grade. I think yeah. My, I my out. young daughter come home and she's like, so-and-so said that Santa's not real. And I'm like, what'd you do? She's like, I pushed him down. And <laughs> that's the spirit. That's what Santa would want to hear. Yes. Jimmy Mahoney. Exactly. Actually, he would have wanted you to sacrifice him. That's right. That's sad, Brad. To the you God of have, Yule. You don't have any Santa memories. No, I really don't. I don't either. I have memories of discovering that Santa was fake, but I don't really remember. What gave it up for you, though? that. I don't, it wasn't even like a single thing. It was just, it was just, it you all just, just knew. Seemed, yeah, it's ridiculous. It just all seemed ridiculous. It Maybe that's why we're bullshit. atheists. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> just grow I into don't it. fuck, I just, I never bought it. I was like, really? I was super I let down, don't dude. I can buy it. It's a clear, unique event. I was standing in my front room on Parkway and I was in the third grade. On Parkway. And I was Do you wearing hear this pajamas. So I was playing with a remote control car, and it was one of those crappy ones that, like, uh, it your dad just, had just it, gotten a lamp with just goes, stockings on the leg for Christmas. It just goes forward when you're not pressing the button, and it has one button on the remote that makes it go backwards at an angle, yeah. so you can turn. You remember yeah. those? Yeah. Um, so it had like an orange button on a black. You just had controller. to keep going backwards. It was a, to turn it was a Porsche. It was like yeah. a gold Porsche, and the problem is on the spoiler, it said Radio Shack. And I hadn't decoded this. I didn't have a problem with this. But I told my mom, I was like, hey, how come it says Radio Shack on the spoiler? On Or, well, I probably didn't call it spoiler. Car, but I said, how come yeah. it says Radio Shack on the car? It wasn't even my Santa present. My mom still argues with me to this day. She was standing in the kitchen, like, cooking. And she's like, uh-oh. And I was like, what do you mean, uh-oh? She's like, come here. And fucking just broke it all down. <laughs> I think she was just over it. Like, yeah. she was all, I got that at Radio Shack for you. Santa didn't bring it. Blah, blah, blah. This whole thing. I was like, god damn it. I... <laughs> Santa's a child molester. That wasn't even a Santa present. Like it, she just totally just let it all up. But she was, was done. Yeah, she yeah. was just over yeah, it. She was over it. That's she was funny. Tired of making cookies and putting them on the fucking <laughs> porch every yeah, and ruining I'll a be glass honest, of man, milk. I have fun with that. Like <clears throat> I go all out. Like I made a whole letter to my kids, like on non-standard paper, and like sprayed it with like <laughs> glitter and tied a ribbon and a bell, and I like bit the apple weird and put it in the front yard. And my kids are like detectives. You like put dentures <clears throat> in to bite the apple. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have little deer deer dentures that I hide. <laughs> no, I, I went all out. We leave the apple, the carrots, the cookies, the milk. We do the whole thing, dude. And deer then I, dentures. <laughs> like, it's like me and my underwear. Where <laughs> me and my underwear at 2 a.m., like taking baby bites out of an apple in the front yard, oh just like God. spitting pieces of carrot all over so it looks uh, real. I even every year buy a uh, glitter. Like, I, what's I, the neighbors are like, what's Brent doing in totally the Totally thought yard? about that. Like, is some neighbor watching he has me like, right he now? He has deer feet stilts yeah. that he walks around <laughs> in the front yard. No. I, no, I wear high the heels. The thing is, you need to start doing that same exact thing on random nights throughout the year, there not just Christmas Eve. That way, the neighbors yeah. are real. Like, he's out there chewing apples and throwing them on the ground again <laughs> wearing horns like the krampus <laughs> yeah no but my kids love it we wake they wake up in the morning they just run open the door and like the whole walkway to the street is like sparkling yeah. it looks like magic it really is cool and then there's I, just carrots and apples all over the front yard i um i never felt like christmas was my holiday but i i really like the christmas spirit and like not going to stores though because everybody's assholes right but um i think i got uh cut in line in front of more times this year than any other I had a pretty it pleasant time dude there was like no one in the store it was really weird Man, for me i don't know I, i'm glad i shopped early because we went out a few times and it was just like i almost beat down an old mexican lady 
like try to act like she didn't speak English and just cut in front of me blatantly with her one thing. I went to like, Walmart and Target Christmas Eve, and there was no one well, in there. Christmas I Eve, didn't yeah. wait in line. I just couldn't believe that, though. So it was weird. I, I really feel, um, like I said, I, I never felt like Christmas was my holiday because it was a, a Christian holiday, you know, like it was right. celebrating the birth of Christ. And so I'm just like, eh, whatever, you know, like I, I like the uh, idea of being jolly, uh, you know, Christmas time. And, uh, but now after, after doing a little bit of research on it, I really feel like it's my holiday. Like I, because it's just, yes, a, it's just like a it web of the, lies it and is, paganism. It's a pagan holiday and it's freaking awesome. The, the, uh, the background of it. So well, before we <clears throat> get away from Santa, let me say some of the stuff that I uncovered on Santa because I, I wasn't even a hundred percent sure on the, on the backstory of Santa. And it was, it was quite strange to me. So there was actually, a, a bishop um, named Nicholas of Perara, who was born in Turkey in uh, 270. Right. And he died in uh, the year 345 on uh, December 6th. And he was named a saint in the 19th century. So he was officially Saint Nicholas in the 1800s. But well before he was made a saint, um, a, he was a senior bishop who helped to create the New Testament at the Council of Nicaea, and he was known to be an anti-Semite and called the Jews the children of the devil. So that's a good bit of Santa Claus Great. <laughs> trivia for you to know. Called children the Jews of the, the children devil. of the devil. That's right. Yes. What a saint. But, um, <clears throat> oh, he in, was a saint. <laughs> in 1087, and this was what I thought started to get strange, a group of sailors stole his bones from uh, the church he was buried in, in Turkey, and moved him to Bari, Italy, where they took him to a temple where there was a female deity who was simply called the Grandmother or Pasqua Epiphania, and she was a witch who flew through the night sky and filled good children's stockings with gifts on in December, like on the winter solstice. She was ousted, and the shrine became the center of the Nicholas cult, which was a pagan cult right. that worshipped the bones of Nicholas. That's creepy. Which is fucking awesome. It just gets better and better. So That's right. I didn't anti, come across that witch at all. That's the weird. anti-Semite yeah. gets his bones worshipped in a cult, and then um, <laughs> uh, members of the cult would give gifts to each other during um, a pageant to commemorate his death on December 6th, which is one of the reasons that they think gift giving is largely associated with Christmas. Um, and then the Catholic church in an attempt to gain more pagan worshipers as they spread, absorbed the cult of Nicholas into the church and made made it a part of the Catholic yeah. church and made the idea of gift giving yeah. and all this stuff. But the deal was they convinced the cult, you have to start doing this gift giving on December 25th, not on December 6th. Yeah. Although some people still do, they still call it the feast of, of St. Nicholas and they have it on December 6th and so forth. Um, but then... I thought in, I thought not to cut you off in yeah. that, but I I thought that that was absolutely genius of the church. Oh, they did it all over the place. Yeah, well, it was it the was, same thing we did on the Halloween genius. episode. Yeah, yeah. It was the same thing. They, they adopted take, a pagan they, holiday. They look at pagan holidays and they want more pagan. War. They're like, we're not making you stop do this awesome shit. We're just going to make it officially part of our worship. Yeah, and but then it, you come and join and worship right. our God. In the, in right. the case yeah. of uh, the genius. December celebration, the winter solstice thing, I was reading that tw twelve day celebration. It was like the purge. Like literally, when I was reading about it, did you guys read about that? Yeah, I did. Uh, it yeah. was they closed yeah. the courts and there let were me, no laws. Let me finish that. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. that gets into Saturnalia, okay, which okay. is a totally yeah, Saturnalia. Yeah. yeah. No, Saturnalia was fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, 
So in eight, and this is again, Santa is just a just the background on Santa Claus is so weird. Mostly evil. Mostly evil. In eighteen twelve, pretty much all There evil. was a book called um, "The History of New York According to Dietrich Knickerbocker." It was published in eighteen twelve. It was written by a famous author named Washington Irving, and he acted like he was a real historian named Dietrich Knickerbocker, and he wrote a fake history of New York City. It's where the legend of Sleepy Hollow comes from. It's where Rip Van Winkle comes from. But it was so well received that it was actually taught in schools for oh, years, wow. as if some of it was factual. He fabricated the fact that the, and I think I mentioned this briefly on our flat Earth discussion. He acted like they used to think the earth was flat until Christopher Columbus discovered it, but no one ever really used to think that until that, that's where this I heard book that name. came okay. out. Yeah. So, wow. And it's why the New York Knicks are called and the New York Knicks. It's because they're the New York Knickerbockers, Knickerbockers and it's all part yeah. of this thing. Oh, wow. And that's 1812. It was 1812. That's, that's recent. So he wrote uh, a big section of one of his histories was about Christmas and he had, he took all these Christmas things and he was the first one to describe St. Nicholas as a man in a sleigh that would ride through the sky yeah. and being pulled by reindeer and all this stuff. So that whole bit was just completely fucking made up by this guy. Right. As part of the yeah. fake history, but then in um, uh, uh, what's his the Twas the Night Before Christmas came out in 1822, but was largely influenced by the Dietrich Knickerbocker thing. He right. basically took what he did and then turned it into a poem, which is what everybody uses as this classical. That's what Santa Claus is. Right. And then in the 1800s, a Bavarian illustrator drew the first kind of pictures of of Saint Nick based on those accounts. That was in 1862. And then in 1931, Santa Claus really became the Santa Claus that we picture today. And it was all because of Coca-Cola. Because in 1931, yeah. Coca-Cola was having horrible soda sales in the winter because it was freezing yeah. cold and no one wanted to buy it. Yep. So they started inventing Santa Claus, sending them to stores, giving out free Coke, branding their package with Santa Claus on them so kids would all want it. And they made Santa Claus this huge thing that he wasn't before in the United States yeah. in order Marketing. to sell yeah. sodas. Similar to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he didn't exist until Montgomery Ward invented him in, I think, 1956 yeah. as a way to sell books and get merchandise and get people to Montgomery Ward stores. Yeah. But it so Santa a, Claus went from of. just a anti-Semitic bishop to bones stolen by pirates <laughs> to supplant so... an Italian witch to what he is today. See, and, that's, and, and there's so many cross stories though. So there's like that. Well, and then you have, right. you have uh, Charles Dickens who actually <clears throat> popularized Christmas, the yes. actual Christmas holiday yeah. in the United States. Yeah. In because it, United it was States. not until 1890 the Christmas wasn't even celebrated. It was banned for two, like 200 years because of the wasn't leftover it? Saturnalia thing is why. Yeah. No, because I mean, yeah, yeah, because, because the, they, they Christmas was about, well, winter solstice or Saturnalia, they right. would have drunken <clears throat> orgies. Kids were involved drinking murder. I mean, everything. So, okay, let's, and and let's, the church banned it. Let's look at Saturnalia. Yeah. Let's take a look at, at Saturnalia. What did you guys uncover? On I read that they closed the courts. And yes. like Brad said, it was like homosexuality, orgies, children involved, just drunken madness, like burning stuff. Like it was just complete and utter chaos, like out of control. Well, and that goes back to we talked about winter solstice and, and the Norse. Um, they the 12 days of Christmas, they right. would sacrifice humans and animals. Um, during that time. And it was about like, it was a pretty much a drunken orgy while they were doing sacrifices, burning a Yule log, um, actually celebrating the God of Yule, which is, uh, or the God of fertility, 
right? Which is uh, Yule. Which I read some stuff about uh, like phallic uh, origins of that Yule log thing that right. they would just go cut down the biggest log in the, the forest. Biggest log they could carve find. it into a phallic or a fertility symbol. So which like, I'm a, assuming like a giant dick is a giant right. cock, <laughs> right? And then burn it in town and, and have a and party would, for yeah, days. Yeah, and they would make sure that it would burn for twelve days. Yeah. and sacrifice each day, and then yeah, the party would go on, and it was just an insane just. You know, I think that it's really important to realize like the hardship um, of life uh, at that point in time, like especially where some of the Norse stuff, like the origins uh, in like that time, the celebration was the return of the sun. Yeah. Well, and and everything that they did kind of made sense because they were celebrating life during the um, darkest time of year, which is where the Christmas tree comes from, because it's always been a part of the evergreen. It was always lived through winter. Yeah. Yeah. It and, laughed in the face of winter. It's yeah, still alive. And, it's still and green. And so that was another symbol used by Norse and the Germans and everybody else. Well, can you can you imagine living there, though? Like, you just lock yourself in the cabin. Your fireplace is the most important thing. They had oh, the, for sure. the god of hearth or whatever, like, guarded mm-hmm. the chimney that they would think about. But in some places, if you're far, far than, uh, <clears throat> enough north, it just goes dark. The sun mm-hmm. is just yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Well, that's a huge event. Like, like, the a, sun like, an, came like back, in Alaska, for you know? th- what, how many days does the sun just. It's gone. And that's when Months. the sun, yeah. the sun pauses and comes back like on the 25th. Yeah. So that's why it was so important. And so, a, a but, event. and the other thing you, you mentioned the God of hearth who, who guarded the fireplace, who right. would come in and check in and make sure your family was good and everything else. That's also played into Santa Claus. Right. That's, that's, and that's what I was getting the, at. The chimney factor. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I was like, yeah, you have that whole story of the bones and the St. Nicholas and then the gift giving because of the witch, which I didn't even read about the witch. I, I, I didn't hear about that. Several either, yeah. other reasons that they give gifts and, and other origins of Santa Claus. But t- tell us more about your crazy Saturnalia and all. Uh... Well, the stuff that I saw in Saturnalia, it's, it started in ancient Rome. The Roman courts would completely close for a week. Right. And since the courts were closed, there was no support of law for that week. So any property damage, any violent crimes, everything was completely ignored for one week during the festival of Saturnalia. So That's because the, the judge and jury was banging purge. it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the other thing that I saw is that they would appoint the king of chaos or the king of misrule as part of Saturnalia. And at a local level, if you had a party for Saturnalia at your house, you would appoint one member of the party to be the king of chaos or the king of misrule. And basically whatever that person said was law. So yeah. if they said, you two get under the mistletoe and have sex, you strip off your, cl-. and they, these were specific examples. They would often tell people who, who had, who had to have sex. They would tell people to get naked. They would tell people to jump in cold rivers. Oh, they would tell shit. people to get drunk. And like everyone did what they said because that was the king of misrule. Right. And, so they would appoint and it a was, person. And it was normally the people who took charge were normally like the peasants. Like often, they, they yeah, took often over, they would, they would take over rich people's homes yeah, and they would, yeah, often would just, slaves would be fed by the rich and there was yep, this whole weird yep. inversion of things. But then on the bigger level in Rome, one of the articles that I read was that Roman authorities would choose an enemy to the Roman people. And the enemy to the Roman people would then be called the Lord of Misrule. So it was someone that they didn't like anyway, a criminal. Someone and they would that was, give them rule. Well, wow. but kind of, but they would, for a week, they would give them anything that they wanted. They would feast, they would have sex, they would do whatever they wanted to do for a week. And then at the end of the, like physical pleasures throughout the entire week and at the festival's conclusion on December 25th, the Roman authorities would murder them oh. because they believed they were destroying the forces of darkness by getting rid of this man or woman who had now been appointed the lord of wow. chaos. God, I'm glad I live now. 
So yeah. Saturnalia. That's rough. I'll deal with Walmart. That shit sounds rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was no joke. You make me and have then, gay sex and then I got to kill you. Yeah, exactly. There's a There was a Greek writer. The Romans were gay. They were gay as hell. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, there was a Greek historian and poet named Lucian, and he wrote a dialogue called Saturnalia. And he watched Saturnalia and said that it involved human sacrifice. He said that there was widespread intoxication, people going from house to house singing while naked, which is where Christmas carols came from. Um, there was rampant rape and sexual license. Um, and people would consume human-shaped biscuits, which some European countries still do as part of the holdover to Saturnalia. Human-shaped biscuits. Human-shaped biscuits. But then even like, and we think like back in the day, like we, Saturnalia. Oh, that's oh, where that's, gingerbread cookies come yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No shit. And it goes and like we think this is all back in the day, but even like fully within the the Catholic Church in 1466, Pope Paul II um, forced Jews to race naked through the streets of the city. And an eyewitness account said, quote, before they were to run, the Jews were richly fed to as to make the race more difficult for them. And at the same time, more amusing for the spectators. They ran amid Rome's taunting shrieks and peals of laughter while the Holy Father stood upon a richly ornamented balcony and laughed heartily. God. So the Pope would force the Jews to get fat and make them race naked through the streets while everyone threw shit at them. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you know what I want, Brad? <laughs> Brad, I want, if we make our first t-shirt design, I want it to be you holding a box of human biscuits that just says the Romans are gay as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. So Saturnalia was wild and it happened more contemporarily than I thought it did. I mean, into the 15th century. Yeah. And that was just an account. And well, then, and there were several appeals to multiple popes by the population saying, can we stop abusing Jews on Christmas? Yeah. And the Pope kept saying, it's not my place to change tradition. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that's, and that's where I got into for 200 years. The, the well, when the Protestants, um, Protestants were pretty dominant when they came to the United States. Um, they were actually, what I saw, were trying to get away from um, everything that was going on in England, um, all of the celebrations. They were actually trying to get away from that stuff and start their own um, kind of colonies that didn't have those yeah, same pagan traditions. You had said that when we talked about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah and and so um, and, and this goes along those lines that that they were trying to get away from that. So when they came and and every you know the United States was was starting to develop. Um, well, I guess it wasn't the United States then. What was the colonies, the colonies. you know, the Americas, whatever. Um, they would, um, they banned all that stuff. Nobody right. celebrated Christmas. Nobody celebrated Halloween. Nobody, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they were calling them. And, um, but they didn't stop it. People still celebrated. People still, uh, still did the same things that they were doing. They just did it underground. Sure. It yeah. wasn't like a formal official. Yeah. Thing. So because you couldn't stop it and, and, and it went on for hundreds of years yeah. like that. Um, until it was acknowledged and changed into the Christmas that we know today. And so much, so much of it just harkens back. It's like, I didn't even make the association of Saturnalia, like the human sacrifice and human shaped cookies equaling gingerbread cookies. Like I didn't yeah. think about that. I didn't until either. The moment you said that I was like, Oh shit, I didn't either we still do it. Yeah. But, but it's then fucking awesome. There's all kinds of pagan shit, right? The, the pagans used to bring greenery indoors as part of their fertility ceremonies. Yeah, right. And they would bring in living trees, like wait, you know, for a thousand, 
thousand, two thousand years they did this, so we still yeah. do it to this yep. day. It has nothing yep. to do with Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with Catholicism. Nope. It's just an ancient pagan rite toward the spirits and gods of fertility, yep. and we still do it to this day yep. with a Christmas tree. I read the re- that the reason they hang balls, it was like they hang balls near the trunk of the tree to represent like everything was a penis. Everything was a penis. Uh, that's why uh, that's why Brad drew dicks in school. It's just it's built into you. you can't yeah, help that's right. you. So I can't help dicks. that I'm that I'm Viking. In the <laughs> pagan uh, tradition, spirits would fly through the sky during the solstice, and this was kind of a pre-Father Christmas thing. Um, they used to light everything with candles, like during the the celebrations and during the solstice. They would light, they would put candles all over trees and greenery right. inside the house and outside the house. Same shit we do right now, except we plug it in instead of use candles. Um, and then we, you guys mentioned Yule earlier, and the whole Yule tide, the Yule season, is just a purely pagan thing, right? Um, it was either depending on the region for the God of the hunt and fertility or for Odin himself is what the Yule was. Um, and Odin was called the Yule father. That was one of his, his terms. So, um, in, in Germanic paganism, they would burn the giant Yule log because the goal is to make the house as bright as daytime. And then the other goal was that once the Yule log had finally burned, they would spread the ashes around to secure fertile fields in the spring as part of their ceremony. And we still have Yule yeah. logs and that's still a thing. And yeah. then they would also sacrifice a Yule boar <laughs> to the cult of the dead to venerate their ancestors. They would sacrifice a boar to the cult of the dead to venerate their ancestors. Um, and again, it's a tradition that still sticks around and it's why everyone wants to eat Christmas ham because there's a tradition of sacrificing a pig for the dead, um, as part of the Yule celebration, which is for Odin and has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And Brad's worried about a Mexican lady cutting in line. Jeez. You could have been sacrificed (laughs) for the dead. Well, on the contrary, she could have been sacrificed (laughs) (laughs) and then, and then on the contrary, she could have been sacrificed (laughs) and and then she would have been eaten like a gingerbread cookie. That's true. She was brown. So all kinds like wait, I knew that Saturnalia was a thing. I knew that like, and again, just like the, the Catholic church sort of absorbed the cult of Nicholas to get more pagan followers. They did the same exact thing with Saturnalia. They didn't want to turn pagans away and Saturnalia was their favorite festival. So they basically said, look, you can keep doing exactly what you're doing, except make it happen on the 25th because this is the arbitrary date we're declaring Jesus was born on, even though we have no proof of what date. Yeah. And this is where this, the uh, saying, um, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, exactly. So they just, they flat out, just like will that's a great ceremony let's fold it in and they even declared that jesus was born on the 25th just to try to get the pagans yeah. to to come along for the party right yeah. i mean they just sort of manipulated things to make so it let's talk about um santa's little helper which I, which we talked about earlier it was um krampus well, he's got yeah. two well krampus um is is the german version of um What's his name? I don't know how to say it. I'll find it. In Nec- Necht Rupicht yeah, is, is his notes. name. Okay. And interesting <clears throat> fact was the, the dog on the Simpsons was Santa's little helper. Oh, well, right. the German version of um, the Sim- Simpsons, his name was Necht Rupicht. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so they called him. Um, they called him the Santa's helper. Pretty much is is where it came from. Now, 
Um, the thing that some of the stuff that I read and watched um, was that Santa Claus was like a merger of of Saint Nick and well, there was, and there and, was and, Claus, and the yeah the, it was Santa Claus yeah, yeah. yeah. and 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 this <clears throat> was it was kind of crazy because I'm watching this video and they literally talk about Saint Nicholas capturing the devil. Right. Where where he captured the devil and then used him as his slave to deal with the bad kids. And this so is, he was basically bad Santa. And that kind of split into two different things. Like the idea that he captured the devil is where the idea of uh, Krampus comes from because yes. that is the captured devil. But it's also where the, another figure in different regions of the world come from, which is Zwarte Pete or Black Peter, which is just a black kid that's seen hanging around with Santa and he usually comes before Santa and does kind of what Krampus does. He does the bad shit. Yeah. He punishes. But again, they think it was because originally in the pagan stuff, there was this idea of a burnt scorched devil that Santa forced that's, to yeah, work that's for him. Say, yeah. And then it evolved into being a Moor and just turned into a black person. And now it's a bunch of elves. So, so it just so, turned racist yeah, and turned racist and then semi, weird. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, the but Krampus thing, is awesome because he's a fucking demon demon yes he's got cloven hooves he's covered <clears throat> in fur he's got big nasty horns and krampus means claws in german is yeah, what is i read and i read that like in germany and austria and some of those they still celebrate and like uh like glamorize uh krampus, krampus. they dress up yeah with they the, do yeah they dress up with the horns and mm-hmm. scary oh yeah, look it up and it, it went awesome from, the it, costumes yeah. are awesome and so like what i what i what i saw though was that it went from the de- demonic satan kind of face with little horns that we know into the goat figure mm-hmm. right which is the symbol of satan you know so and I mean, it's it was, way more pagan looking yes yes way know. more pagan looking and, and i was trying to find some solidified evidence of the anagram of satan and santa like santa and satan is the exact same letters mixed up like and I couldn't really find anything definitive other than a bunch of crazy Christian videos on YouTube yeah. that were really poorly <laughs> yeah, those done. Are, yes, I just yeah. couldn't find anything even, good. Even blogs and stuff, Christian blogs, they're just outrageous. But it is weird that Santa and Satan is an anagram. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And they have the whole evil demon, the devil, being enslaved to be the helper of Santa. But, it, I mean, in major parts of Europe— well, it wasn't Santa. It was Saint Nick right. at the Saint time, Nick, right? Yeah. yeah. In major parts of Europe— on December 6th, it's still celebrated as the Feast of St. Nicholas. Right. But then on December 5th, it's Krampusnacht, which is yes. Krampus night. That sounds yes. And it's a night where everybody gets whooped up on schnapps and has a crazy party <laughs> dressed like goat demons. Yeah, and they just fucking whoop it up. And that's, that's and where, that happens Where am today. I when this is going down? Yeah, I exactly. Because well, that sounds fucking legit. And, and this is my other thing. Like, it really got me thinking. Like, all of this stuff tied in. I was like, man, we talked about the Illuminati. And we'll probably talk about them again because there's so much to it. But... The way the way that they introduced Christmas and reintroduced it and refantasized it to the public to make it a holiday again because whatever need that they needed to have um, was was just insane. You have these two guys who kind of write some stories. You have Charles Dickens, and then you have who was Washington the other guy? Irving. Washington Irving, who wrote a couple stories, and then it was popularized by um, uh, by Dick. Um, what, 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 what did he write? The, um, Dickens, you mean Dickens? Yeah. Uh, he um, wrote the Scrooge, uh, night before Christmas yeah. or Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas well, that, Carol. That, yeah. That, night before Christmas. Thing, yeah. yeah. Sorry. And, and, and that really solidified Christmas as uh, no, the night a, before a Christmas holiday. was the poem, which was different. 
Oh, okay. And yeah. so he he wrote he Christmas wrote Carol. Christmas Carol, and, and that really solidified Christmas in the United States and kind of turned it into this huge. Uh, huge thing. You and know, I heard he had regrets fucking, because he, uh, I think he was Christian. And he didn't yeah. want it. it took away so much and it caught fire and people yeah, grabbed he, onto he, it so yeah. much that he had regrets that he wrote it and he didn't want it to happen, but it was out of his hands at that right. point. Yeah. It and went, and this was, and then I went back to, you talk about the Illuminati and the one world order and, and everybody, I mean, if you, if you, from what I've read about it is everybody thinks that they're kind of a pagan organization, yeah, they do. Um, so, I mean, that would be the perfect thing is introducing all of these pagan rituals into, uh, into the new societies. Yeah. And, and I mean, really, um, you they talk about, you know, oh, well, the pagans are trying to take over Christian things and this and that. Well, Christians stole all of these holidays right. from pagans. Well, because even, I mean, if you look at the <clears throat> biblical store, I mean, People look at all these Christmas traditions that we have, and then they look at the biblical story, and they act like there's some crossover. Like, what does a baby well, it being says, born in the yeah. desert have to do with fucking St. Nicholas, having a tree in your house, giving being, away... Like, being fucking winter all, and like, dark I guess the year? presents could be the the three wise men yeah. giving the, gifts. I guess that's the one connection we have, but it's yeah. like the Yule log, all this stuff. I mean, it is just, it's pure paganism yep. that's been absorbed by the church as a way for the church to secure more members. Well, and yeah. going even further back, like if you guys have ever watched the zeitgeist thing, like if you guys haven't watched that, watch zeitgeist because it shows the procession of the equinox and that whole three wise men is just Orion's belt for pointing to the North star. And that's how they followed it to get to the sun. And that all aligns to see the sun rising and again yeah. for the first time on December 25th wow. right. like that stuff's all just based and, off and of that, stars and that right. is on my theory of um i have a it's a weird thing man i have this weird feeling about if you're following the bible and and this is meant to be no offense this is my belief and and i'm not challenging what you believe and you can call me an idiot and you probably will you're probably yelling at your radio or ipod device right now <laughs> um but i believe that um and I'm not sure about it, but I, I almost think that if you're following the Bible, it was the devil has twisted things so much that if you really believe in the in in God and the devil and all that stuff, that I think if you're following the Bible now and following all these traditions that the Christians have, you are celebrating the devil. <laughs> How so? <laughs> because everything has been twisted so much. I mean, you're 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 celebrating all these pagan holidays that were introduced, right? Not knowing not what anything the, is. Not following the Bible, no, probably, though. No. Yeah, it does actually say. So if someone's the, following it says the Bible, thou shalt not kill. Thou shall not, they're, they're probably yeah. doing pretty well morally, I would yeah, think. Yeah, but I mean, I think that it was, you know, the devil um, can take many forms. Right. And he can also become, um, I, I would think that he could become the form of God, you know, to make you think that he was God so that you would follow him. He would write a book. He would He would create these new things. And you would follow them. I think there's a so, lot of religious people that are fairly aware that like Christmas is like this commercialized, I, weird, twisted thing. Most people by the, aren't. By the stats, by stats. that Dave yeah. uh, <laughs> but, said, I don't think so. But I think the statement that if you're following the Bible, you're probably following the devil. Um, not that I believe either, but uh, it's probably not accurate. Because if you Well, the, the Bible is very hateful. Yeah, but it does instill some, some basic morals. Like if you follow the Ten yeah. Commandments you're pretty solid that you're, you're doing no wrong to someone else. I think in general, not necessarily, um, I don't know if you don't kill, <laughs> there's a lot more things that, that you could do 
not following the Ten That's a pretty solid set of rules. That's why I think Jesus was a time traveler and went back and gave us those rules <laughs> to write society. So, like, because if you think about it, if like shit went wrong, it went yeah. horribly wrong, and then we were able to go back. Well, in the time, other thing is though, you lay down some simple rules for society. You can't that would prove, be perfect. You can't prove that Jesus was even here. His body was never found. It uh, uh, magically got you know taken to heaven. Right. So it's one of those other things like you can't prove. And I, and I told my, my girlfriend this the other night or last night, actually, I said, you, I said, it's kind of funny that all of these religious things, you cannot prove anything. You know, you're, you're going off the assumption that, uh, because you believe one thing that everybody else is wrong. You know, like it's a crazy, just if, if you really think about it, it is crazy. Well, when you're all powerful, you're also like infallible. Like there's no way to uh, prove it wrong on an argument when someone has. Complete yeah. But power. how is there so many gods? You know, it, it's just like, how can you prove that Odin's not there? You can't. How can you prove that the God that Christians are worshiping is the God? You can't. That's why they call it like, faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they would say. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, that, I there, think there's, there's an out. There's I think there's significant uh, archaeological and historical data that there was a man named Jesus who was a philosopher and so forth who History's, existed. History has been think, changed so much, though, that you can write in whatever you no, want. No, you can, but I, I think there's a robust enough body of evidence to prove that there probably was a guy named Jesus who preached some shit, and yeah. that's about as much as I can get behind on that one. <laughs> I mean, I think there was a – I mean, I think he yeah. was a real person. I think he had some philosophies well, and and to we're, spread. And we're getting into the religious end of it, but, I mean, Christmas is, a, you know, supposedly about – the birth of Christ. I got, I got one for you. 2000 years past the society crumbles post apocalypse and, uh, DVDs and tapes out of context of Chris Angel or David Blaine are exposed. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> there is historical evidence. That this man walked on water yeah. and create and performed miracles, you know, water yeah. to wine and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, well, like, you, water does turn into wine or you just have just, the stories of that 2000 years from now, society crumbled and there were stories about David Blaine and Chris Angel and you didn't have yeah. the a DVD set or an, or any video of it because that shit. Why is it David? What about what about um, David Copperfield? I mean, I I'd rather have it be Penn and Teller. Maybe. You know why? Because his yeah. are so grandiose and so. And, uh, and amazing, Jonathan. <laughs> that guy's awesome, actually. <laughs> I know. I seen him live. It was really? just a dumpy little theater. Like he was sad, like the whole time. But I it was about awesome. That guy. He does yeah. the pin up the nose thing yeah, and stabs his arm multiple <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, smashes his face. He's like, you like birds? That guy's sad somewhere putting on makeup. We so could probably get him the, on the show now. Yeah, probably. probably. He's a, he's awesome. Some of the other things, like even getting away from the pagan thing, like looking at just looking at the Christmas mythology, the idea, the nativity, all of that stuff. I mean, I, I looked into to some of that this week. And first off, a lot of archaeologists and anthropologists are somewhat confused because they can't seem to pin down whether or not, and uh, uh, even uh uh, theologians wonder the same thing. Was he born in uh, Nazareth? Mm -hmm. Was he born in Bethlehem? Mm -hmm. And if he was born in Bethlehem, was he born in the Bethlehem in Galilee or was he born in the Bethlehem? Oh of shit. Judea? There's two of them because there tends to be, they're all fairly close and there tends to be. So a, no one's even exactly sure where he was born, even though most people would say that he was born in the Bethlehem of Judea. I think that is what they say, but everybody calls him Christ of Nazarene yeah. as, as if that was where he was from. Well, 
Well, people want to think that he comes from their place, I would assume. You know, my right. problem, I have trouble even just listening to the, it at all because of no the idea. celestial alignment of the whole thing. Like Bethlehem right. translates to like house of bread and there's a constellation um, that the sun rises into or something and is born into. Like that zeitgeist thing just closed it for me. Like it makes so much sense. So you're a believer sense. of the stars. Yeah, like it makes so much sense that it's all just based off of that story because the whole Jesus story was a story from, <laughs> there's like Mithra and the, all those other ones before it. That story yeah. Yeah. Told a thousand oh, we didn't. Times. We didn't talk about the god Mithra. Yeah, there's, that's that was born on December twenty fifth. Yeah, that, that's and it's the whole story again. The Egyptians have that story, and that's why I don't, the Bethlehem thing. I can't even like entertain the thought right. of the argument yeah. because I'm just like that. That story's been told. Well, and the Bi- before that, the the Bible in the Old Testament even talks about um, uh, don't put up, uh, don't follow traditions. Don't don't you know that they yeah, will put up a tree? Yeah, they will put up yeah. a tree and and, and uh, you know and board it up to make it sturdy. You know, talking about right. like a Christmas tree and decorate it and all this <clears> stuff. Like it's crazy. The Bible talks about all this stuff, but the Bible came after all of these traditions. Right. You know what I mean? The Bible was written after <clears throat> these things have been going on for who knows how long, thousands of years, probably. So it's it's crazy and it is hard to get behind. And who the f- I mean. Now, well, everything's so fucked here's some up. Of the stuff though. I read um, there's a professor named Mark Goodacre. He's a professor of religion at Duke University. And um, he was talking about the fact that in the original wording of the of the non-translated Bible, um, he says, quote, what Luke, the book of Luke, what Luke says is that they laid Jesus in a manger because there was no room for him at the accommodation, which is probably what he means as a family house. So they simply went to the lower level of the house and that the it's a mistranslation to say it was an inn. It's merely an accommodation. And, and that in that region, the people would have lived upstairs, and then downstairs was for servants and animals. So it wasn't an inn with no room. Right. They just didn't have room at the house. So even historically, this guy looking at it says, odds are he was just kind of born in some guy's basement, and it wasn't actually a manger in an inn. I read somewhere that it had to do, like they traveled there for the purpose of taxes, that people had to return to their place of birth origin yeah. to for a tax purpose of some yeah. sort and then Mary had to go on some journey but they got there but because of everyone traveling to that same place for whatever that taxation was which is odd um, there was no room anywhere yes. so they ended up in a manger because there was no room to stay Yeah anywhere. all the hotels were full um, and like mm. the, the other thing that the argument is like the born on December 25th is the form of taxation at that time was like fruit or something so it would happen at harvest so he couldn't have been born in December they couldn't be tending to the flocks of sheep because it would be freezing cold and they only let him out in the morning to like Right. To graze, there's all these weird things that just disprove all of it. But then once again, I just the, the star thing, man. Like, right. I, have you watched that, guys? Have no, you seen I it? Haven't seen it yet. I haven't watch seen it, it dude. You guys got to watch it. It'll it'll just. I'm shut already it up jacked for you. up, man. I don't know if I want to watch right. it. But it's really but interesting. Here's one other thing, though the the dead eyed, cold hearted, steely frigid pope who retired to let the current pope uh, mm-hmm. take over, um, Pope Benedict. He wrote a book. I like called, eggs, Benedict. Called I do too. I. No, Without the I've never had that. I don't like <laughs> I don't like hollandaise sauce. Lemon sauce. No, it's actually pretty good. Um, it's not lemony. Pope Benedict wrote a book in 2012 called Jesus of Nazareth: colon, The Infancy Narratives. Horrible title. Um, yeah, but, considering uh, everything that the Catholic Church went right. through. But he, I mean, the the Pope himself points out some of these things. He says odds are they weren't in a manger. Right. He says there were no animals in the nativity. Like that wasn't there. Right. So 
you shouldn't have nativity scenes with all these animals in them. Um, he says that, but the Pope himself says that Matthew and Luke in the Bible both account Jesus's birth and they both place key moments of dates and years around the rule and the death of King Herod of Judea, but they both have the dates completely wrong that Matthew and Luke have the dates wrong by as much as 10 years, according to the fucking Pope right. by when Jesus was born. So he was born. They think he was born somewhere between two and seven BC, not one BC. And this is all based on the books of Matthew and Luke. So even now, if the Bible is infallible, there's two separate sets of dates. And even the Pope says it's that's, wrong. That's what I was going to say. If it is the word of God coming from God through them, um, how is it? That it doesn't make any sense. And then if the Pope himself is the mouthpiece of God and he says the Bible's wrong, the whole thing gets sketchy. Uh, the Pope's some guy with a lot of books. That yes, he, has he is. Access, so, is like, so is Luke and Matthew. You know, I, think I mean, so, they're uh, just dudes. I was driving down, I think it's 18th They're dude Street, passerbyers. And there's a, uh, there's a decorated house with a nativity scene and there's a little baby Jesus in a manger. And they have a giant sign. Do you notice know how says, much hair baby Jesus had? It says, the first king size bed. I was like, oh God, how oh. corny. <laughs> just killed the podcast on the same street though like uh three houses over there's a giant house that has bah humbug cut out in like wood nice. letters. man i think i'm gonna awesome. start celebrating krampus like what just, i kind of want to do i want to get like a legitimate like huge nativity scene and put it in my lawn like a good size like expensive nativity scene and then like just paint, have it paint there. them all black just have it legit like so people like see it and like it and want to look at it but then like every year just swap out a piece so, like, have the nativity scene up, and then next year, like, the donkey gets replaced by a T-Rex. <laughs> and then it, everything else is the same. And then the next year, like, you know, Joseph gets replaced by Darth Vader. So that eventually, That's like, 12 funny. years later, you've got this fucking monstrosity on your yard that the entire neighborhood watched, watched. evolve. So they can't just complain that you have the monstrosity up in the first place because they've been there every They're year. They're a part of it. They're excited it. about it now. <laughs> oh, look. Look what Mary is. <laughs> It's Optimus Prime. Look at the like, whore of Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just has on lingerie. Well, blister. this is like, that was my thing. What, we're, we're, inflatable we're, love double. And this is getting off Christmas. Well, I guess it's about it. It's about his birth. But wasn't Mary and Joseph married? Like, weren't they married? Like, don't you have sex when you're married? How is she a, how is she a virgin? Like, I just I'm, never could understand no, I think it's a different Mary. I think the whore of Bethlehem is a different Mary than oh. the Mary that was the virgin. The virgin. And they swapped her out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think she fucked I'm, somebody else. Yeah, I was going to say. That, statistically speaking, <laughs> when a woman says, I'm a virgin, I never had sex with anyone, but I'm pregnant. Yeah. Odds are there's a lie involved, not yeah. God yeah. himself. Um, so I, I don't know what it's else you guys have on that stuff. That. I looked up uh, the the mushroom thing, though, because it was super interesting to me. Like, I always heard the Terrence McKenna, Joe Rogan stories of, like, how Christmas could be based off of mushrooms. Like, have so you guys read any of that? I, I, when me. I was I searching origins of Christmas, I seen the mushroom stuff, and I skipped over it because I knew you were yeah. you were into it, so I didn't want to get into it. It's, Break it down. It's super, super interesting. So um, there's I have a, questions. There's a mushroom called the Amanita muscaria. 
and it is like the Mario mushroom. Like it is the it is cartoon toadstool. crazy Smurfs. Like it's the giant toadstool with a huge cap on top that's bright red with white polka dots. It's all the one that Little Miss Muffet. It, it looks Miss amazing. And then some of the varieties of them actually round out on top, and it looks like toadstool from Mario. Like it looks like him minus the googly eyes. <laughs> we should go to Oregon, find them, and put googly eyes all over them in the middle of the forest. Like they're so cool looking. I, I don't know. I'm fascinated with mushrooms. Like when I go out in my front yard, I'm stoked if there's mushrooms. Like it's so cool. You can come have mine. They're magical. So um, anyways, the that variety of mushroom has a symbiotic relationship with specific types of trees, um, mostly in the northern hemisphere and right. trees like pine or spruce uh, and fir and ones that would be associated with Christmas trees. Um, and they grow evergreens in like a ring um, because of the way that mycelium grows and gestates. It grows in a ring through just like cell division. It just happens that way. And they right. pop up at the same time. And so in you have to picture like a white blanket of snow, a pine tree, and then coming up on a tree that's the base of it is surrounded and covered with super bright red mushrooms all over. So that's where they get the idea of like presence under a tree. This is what this theory says. So presence under a tree. There were in Siberia shamans um, that would harvest these mushrooms because they have psychedelic uh, effects um, if they're ingested. Um, They're slightly, they're considered, they're classified poisonous, um, but you have to eat like 15 of them or something to die. Some people have died eating them. I guess uh, the white (laughs) dots can wash off and resemble something else that's a normal edible mushroom. So obviously no one go out and eat these things. You have to really know what's up. Like it's like snakes. Like if the stripes are reversed you die right. <laughs> otherwise they're just a pet like it's a it's a different deal you got to be really careful so the story goes is that these shamans who lived in the snow they <clears throat> they consider reindeer sacred and that reindeer is actually what pulled these siberian shaman sleighs so they are men dressed up in giant fur lined you know coats right and they even have a tradition to wear red and white because they are mushroom harvesting. So during were, this period of time yeah. in the winter, they would wear um, outfits that resemble Santa Claus's outfit to go and pick these magical mushrooms that happens to be one of the favorite foods of the local reindeer. That's how they discovered the mushroom because they would observe the reindeers foraging through the snow and trying to get these mushrooms, even sometimes before they had capped through the snow and eating them and that the reindeer would display um, odd behavior and be playful and jump around because like their of the noses would glow. Their noses wouldn't glow. But well, I that's bet- when he had the mushroom in his mouth, the red part of oh, the mushroom yeah. was sticking out. Who knows? That's a, that could be it. Um, and, but I bet if you ate the mushrooms and were tripping, like maybe you thought that, that was a glow. <laughs> yeah, they were glowing and flying. So these shamans would uh, try to replicate that and eat the mushrooms and even try to ingest the urine in the snow from the deer that were thought to be intoxicated by these mushrooms, um, which plays into a thing where I guess if you eat Amanita muscaria mushrooms and then urinate and re-ingest your urine, the effect is still active and sometimes even maybe the potency is increased um, by drinking your own urine Fuck. after ingesting the Amanita muscaria <laughs> mushroom. See, so, and, and everybody in the in our first episode when I talked about drinking your own piss to conserve water, <laughs> everybody thought I was fucking crazy. <laughs> Listen to this shit, people. Nothing fun comes of yours, though. You just got pissed in your mouth. You like, live. You fucking live. Yes. Okay. For a little while longer. Yes. I'll give you in an extreme situation. I'll give it to you, Brad. So, so picture guys in red and white outfits on a sleigh with reindeer pulling the sleigh through the snow to a Christmas tree to harvest these little things that look like presents under mushrooms. a tree, right? 
um, they would pick the mushrooms, and because they were harvesting, they had these sacks that they had to carry the mushrooms in. Those things are 90% water, so they carry a significant weight. So the sack would be heavily weighed down. So what they discovered they could do is they would pick the mushrooms and set them on the branches of the trees um, so that they would dry out in the sun, and then they could come back around and grab them a week later, and they would weigh 90% less and fill their sack. So now picture the tree with red and white decorations all over it, like decorating a Christmas tree, right? Hmm. The other tradition they would do to dry them would be to, like if you lived in a snow environment, you hang your stockings above the fire literally to to dry dry them out. So that would be- stockings. When I was a kid, I did that with my socks and with (laughs) my boots. Because where you live? Because you grew up in Michigan and your shit was always wet. It would work out that you could just put the mushrooms inside the stocking and hang it above the fireplace to help dry it too as another, another method. So that's where the whole like magical gift in your stocking hanging over the fireplace could come. But the other thing that happened is they lived in these weird things. I can't remember what they're called, like nooks or something. It's not that. But they lived in a snowy environment, and the doors would commonly get snowed in. And these shamans um, would go around peddling these mushrooms that they had harvested, that they got from under the tree, that they hung on the branches, and they would go around peddling them and gifting them to people. But when they would arrive at their houses, a lot of the times the doors would be snowed in. So it was like a teepee-style thing. They had um, a smokestack hole that was an opening that could be used as an entrance and exit to get back out um, to dig the snow away from your door. They had a hatch in their roof. And so the shamans would go house to house delivering these gifts and they would enter through the roof hatch or the smoke exit when they were smoked. And so now it's this guy that be in a red chimney? and white suit, nice. yeah, like, like a chimney, going around through the village on a sleigh pulled by reindeer in a red and white suit, delivering magical gifts that I bet if you ate would make it look like the dude showing up on the sleigh had flying reindeer. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like flies you're, off. You're tripping balls. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. Yeah. Wow, everybody later, in the village. Santa. Everybody in the village is tripping balls in the yeah. snow on mushrooms. Here comes uh, the shaman in magical. the red and white snoo- uh, snowsuit with a hat on magical. with a sack full of magical gifts that he's about to drop down your chimney, right? How is that not the story for Christmas, right? And then when you have a fucking bad trip, you see fucking Krumpus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another, bad. another yeah. common association Fuck. with lots of hallucinogenics like DMT and whatnot is the presence of elf-like creatures. Right. Um, and there's like and Santa's this, an elf. And I know this guy Trent that took mushrooms one time in Amsterdam. Proportions and like perception change on size. Like people yeah. look short and tall and yeah. weird. And I've. I you just heard, see people, they're an elf, they're small. Yeah, I heard, heard that that mushroom yes. experience is a crazy one and that I could definitely relate for, with what Trent saw to what people in the middle <laughs> of the fucking snow would see, <laughs> you know what I mean, that yeah. have no basis of technology <laughs> to see this guy in a red and white suit on a fucking sleigh pulled by reindeer bringing a sack through your fucking roof with your socks hanging over the fireplace. You tell me that that's not fucking Christmas. How is that not where Christmas came from? That, that It all tends to It's just, it, if the story is true or not you know what i mean like that, they st- that's the, no there's still siberian um shamans that still dress in the appropriate attire like red and white like polka dots or something like that and that is a known they tradition that they ingest the amanita mascara that's uh, a known tradition so wow. i mean that well, that is well like, with that's blending, closer than anything with the blending with the blending of every, I, th- I think if the stuff we we looked at and watched um i think if they left that part out of the blending of santa between saint nick krampus and the fucking magical mushroom shamans, like mm-hmm. that all makes sense. Right. Like if you blend those all together, yeah, it, it's a perfect story. Yeah. 
No, that's exactly. I think no, that's, that's what it is. And then it's the corrupt, the corrupt Christian church just fucking took it over. Yeah, like, that makes fucking, fucking took it sense. Theirs and fucking knock some people out. And yeah. the, I mean, even with the Santa myth, a, a friend of mine spent a couple of years in the Peace Corps in uh, the Czech Republic, and the first year he was there on Christmas. I remember he wrote me this fucking letter and he was fucking tripping because he said that on Christmas Eve, every neighborhood um, in the in the town that he lived in, they would appoint a single Santa Claus for this neighborhood and it would be one of the people in the neighborhood and they would get dressed up in a fairly traditional sort of Santa Claus outfit. And he would he would have. Uh, two sacks he had an empty sack and he had a sack full of oranges and he would go around (laughs) from door to door and he would knock on the door and the parents already knew they had already talked to the neighborhood santa and told him you know jimmy is naughty and sarah is nice so santa would come in with his big fucking list that he had written out and this was probably in 99 maybe and he would knock on the door and straight up say i have my list uh, you know, Checking Sarah, you've been you've been nice. Here's an orange. You know, little Johnny, you've been naughty. And he and the dad would molest him. Would grab the kid, drag them into the empty sack because Santa's job was to drag the kid to hell oh, for shit. all eternity because he was naughty. And then at the last minute, the parents would convince Santa Claus that he'll be nice next year and they would let the kid out of the sack and Santa would give him a fucking evil look and say, I'll be back next year and Fucker. then go to the next house. Wow. And this That's is what they did. Up. And this was the tradition of St. Nicholas in the area of I, the Czech Republic where it was that Santa would come to your house to drag you to fucking hell. I saw Think about the kid who knew he was bad. Right. Think about the kid who knew he was right. bad, just fucking dreading right. the that day of reckoning. Day. Yeah. I, I know I saw videos of them still doing that yeah. and those Krampus things like I'm a grown ass man I'm those scared Krampus of that fucking thing if it came in my door I know it's a costume I don't want that shit on my door they were going and kids were screaming bloody murder and I think that it's funny because do, do you think that anyone in the United States of America in this day and age that if their kids fucking bad that they really take the present back that they really don't get the present they don't want to ruin Christmas or even mess with it no one follows up there's no follow up on if you're not good you're not getting a present no they still fucking buy the iPad they yeah. still get that shit no matter yeah. how bad that kid is no, they still get it no you've been fucking naughty 364 yeah. days out of the year you were sweet for an hour on Christmas Eve look at the Jimmy Kimmel Christmas thing when they got the shitty Did present that. thing yeah. that, <laughs> those kids are so fucking ungrateful dude I watched a video did, did you, you see that Brad yeah, yeah. Did, did you guys see the video of the little boy that um, it's a super poor Hispanic family and he opens a cutting board he gets a cutting board and he is so grateful. I don't know what the story behind what he was going to do with the cut. Maybe he likes to cook or something, but this kid's probably 12, dude. And he opens a cutting board and he knows they don't have he any money. Crying. And he's just like, thank you. Like he's, he's speaking Spanish. You know, he tells his parents, thank you so much. And he's super grateful, so humble. And then they pull out the real present, and hand it to him. And somehow they scrape together enough money to get this kid a tablet. And it is fucking heart wrenching. To, and you hope that your fucking kid would do the same thing, but right. probably not, right. dude. Right. He is so appreciative and un, and just oh overwhelmed. It's just like, oh, man, kids are fucking bastards. Like, they do not <laughs> appreciate that shit. And I, no one has any follow-up. No one will do that. I, mean, if admit, you, I won't if do that's it. That's what I said in the parenting episode. Did we <laughs> do the a, parenting episode? I don't even remember. As, as listeners, if, Little you, motherfuckers. if you haven't seen the Jimmy Kimmel bad Christmas present thing, you really need to watch it. He issued a challenge to his viewers to give 
their kids a shitty Christmas present on Christmas Eve. <laughs> It'll be like a sandwich. With a, it. It's like yeah. a sandwich with a bite out of it. Yeah, the, the, yeah and the, one of the kids goes fucking nuts and like starts hitting his mom or something. I saw one oh, of them. a lot of it's, them. Yeah. And then they did, a, they did a second one that came out after Christmas and one of them was really freaking funny because there were two, the, the two kids, there were two sons. One of them asked for a 3DS and one of them asked for a Mr. Potato Head. And the mom took <laughs> a piece of like glittery string and attached the letters 3D and S to it. So it was just a string that said 3DS and then gave the other kid a potato. Right. And had him unwrap it on Christmas Eve and said, you wanted a 3DS and you wanted a uh, Mr. Potato Head. Like, what's wrong? And the kid that got the 3DS string was the fucking gnarliest little shit. He was throwing the biggest tantrum. And the kid that got the potato was so fucking happy. He was smiling. He was holding the potato up. And it's just like you just see the difference in the kids. Yeah, Yeah, that one's going to grow up to be an asshole Mm because 10 minutes later, he got the fucking 3DS. Exactly. Exactly. Bastards. Fuck all that. Yeah, but so I will say I do. I do. Kid. Even my uh, Grinch size heart that's three sizes too small. I do have to agree with with Brad that in spite of not believing in Christianity, in spite of knowing the entire holiday was taken over f- from pagans by a corrupt Catholic church, in spite of not believing that Jesus was born anywhere near the 25th of December, in spite of all that stuff, Christmas does actually tend to be this kind of infectiously magical time. It's like right. for yeah. one day, maybe for 36 hours, well, it, it, almost everybody's in a good mood. You go yeah. to the fucking store and people are smiling and just saying Merry Christmas yeah. and so forth. I could do without the fucking music. I've had it about up to here with the fucking Christmas music. <laughs> I'm doing mushrooms next year. That's, yeah, that's all there is to it. You know, like the, the best thing about it is next it, year, and, gentlemen, we lock ourselves in this basement and we trip <laughs> balls on mushrooms. And do a show. That'd be fucking <laughs> Do I get to be the king of chaos and make you guys have butt sex? No, no it has yeah. to be. I, I think I, I'm the underdog. I'd be the king of chaos. Well, we, the people in the the people at the party have to vote for who the king of chaos is. So should we, we have? have we should have. We'll just, Christmas, we'll we should have a Christmas. At. We should have a Christmas party down here next year. We should have a Saturday and do the show. Yeah. If you don't leave fucking the state, Dick. <laughs> I don't know, anyway. man. I'll be honest. The other day, it fucking rained when it was raining for like three days. I was like. Fuck man, I don't know if I can do this darkness thing. Like it's so fucking dark and like gloomy. Like it got to me I in three it. days, I and it. I was like, I like that it's raining, oh, I but love it too. I, don't, I almost felt like claustrophobic. I was like, if it was like this all the fucking time, I don't know if I could do it. Man, these Krampus images are fucking. They're horrible, scary. They're, like they're there's awesome. no shitty Krampus costume. No, like, they're, they're all, fucking they're insane. Legitimate. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. I want to say uh, watch Zeitgeist if you guys, if the fans haven't watched Zeitgeist. And then also look up Amanita Muscaria mushrooms. And they're, it's hard on YouTube. Like, if you're going to look up something on YouTube, just look up like Joe Rogan or Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna has the weirdest voice, but it's cool. But look that up. And then there's a website called theatlanteanconspiracy.com that has a really good article um, about the whole story. That's probably the most informative one. It's theatlanteanconspiracy.com, Santa Claus, Magic Mushrooms. Yeah, and then the origins of Santa on YouTube. There's a couple videos. There's one. Who's the lady? Do you, do you know She has name? a British accent. That was she has a British accent, and it says order, order the tape. Yeah. And it has like a 1-800 number. That one's really cool to watch she does an egyptian one that i like it's just a 
her voice. Like I, I fell asleep for like two years watching this <clears throat> Egyptian documentary yeah. that that chick narrates. So yeah, like, and it, it it actually shows you, um, and it is from a Christian perspective. So it, if but they're pretty cool Christian, about like, being fair, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are. They, they are. weren't super overly pushy about it. Yeah, no, it was kind of open. Yeah, it uh, it was pretty informative. So you could check that out. Hmm. I have no idea where our sponsor list is. If that's where we're at right now, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Are we that done? Is where we're at. Yeah. Just give them a give them a yeah. Wants to go uh, yeah. Thank you to uh, Digital Creations and uh, thank you to Digital Creations for this uh, this Black Label whiskey for the Sofa King podcast over here. We got a gift. That's how we open the show today. Um, thank you to that beard stuff and uh, no whiskey from them. No whiskey from them though. But uh, I do have some. I'm I'm wearing that beard stuff right now. How handsome Are you? am I? Looks good. Yeah. All right. Looks good. Yeah. It's, no, I, I can. And I'm addicted now. Now, I, like, I had to go get some more because I was almost out. I was like, "How was my beard all frizzy like that before?" Like, I feel so much oh, better. Than I have it. Up. Yeah. Thanks for telling me. I was walking around with a booger on my nose all yeah. the time. Your your beard was to beards what meth head teeth were to teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, if that says anything for beard stuff, damn. Now I'm a handsome well, man. So that was I wasn't expecting that. Man. Was fucked up. That was a that was you Dave, just you Brad just from, like uh, <laughs> invoke Dave with assholeness. Uh, what, did, I, what did I have to do? The Dave's your just spirit. a fucking asshole. No, your your jolly spirit, spirit went over there. That was awesome. I'm Dave's the fucking, sick and grumpy. It's whatever, right. I'm the king. I'm the fucking. <laughs> so and then you uh, will tell him how fucking ugly he is. <laughs> El Yucateco hot sauce. Go buy some anywhere, pretty much. So delicious. it's delicious. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's all I got on that one. That's it. So that's it for the show. If uh, if you like Christmas, you might not like it anymore don't be do mushrooms what yeah. do mushrooms yeah why you interrupt my retard statements i don't, I don't know fucking dick <laughs> don't be a retard jingle bell jingle bell jingle bell rock jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring snowing and blowing a bushels of fun now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells time and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty air